Good morning, Vine Church. How's everybody doing? Do you know I'm going to ask you to stand in a moment, and I'm going to ask you to applaud the Lord, because gratitude is the greatest thing. And I don't know about you, but I'm full of gratitude, because I got out my motor this morning, and somebody says, um, nothing's working, your slides are not going to work, the media's not going to work, the songs are not going to work, nothing's working. And... Uh, I could have bought that stress, but I thought, hey, Robert, if Robert's on the job, he's never left me stuck in 25 years. And we go back to the days of Ian Dora and the great guys working behind the scenes have done amazing jobs. So do you know what we're going to do? Before we start on my talk called the stress hoax, and whenever you speak on stress, everything goes wrong. So we're going to stand and we're just going to applaud the Lord Jesus for every small thing and every big thing, and for great servants behind the scenes that serve us week in and week out. So for anything you can think of to be thankful for, maybe even just a breath in your lungs, why don't we just stand, I'll count to three, and we'll just clap for 60 seconds and applaud the living God in a show of gratitude and joy, and just wake yourself up in the process. So one, two, three, 60 seconds. Come on, guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Brilliant. Brilliant. Come on. Louder, louder. Let's wake this place up. Come on, let's wake this thing up, guys. That's good, that's good, that's good. All right. Turn around, give somebody a high five. Give somebody a hug. Just say hello, take a minute, and then we'll sit down. Just to greet somebody, bless somebody, encourage somebody. Hey, was that good with the team from Haiti, with the angels? You know, I, I was there around the same time with a team of 10, 11 pastors in this country who've all agreed, Tom Roller, you remember from Liberty and, and Jim Gibson, Cumbernau, great guys, all have committed to finding sponsors for 50 kids each. So you're talking 500 kids. And so, but I didn't fail to give a report today. I wanted to give over to Charlie. The great thing about Charlie is he uses a word when I would use 500, which is a great gift because he just says what needs to be said. But he underestimates, he, he, under, he underdoes what he actually does out there. The guy's a serious missionary giant when he gets out there and kicks butt. I mean, blesses people and, and makes things happen. And, uh, and Kelly and Alison, let's give it up once more for them. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood for gratitude. Nothing like a bit of gratitude. That's the mood. So anyway, I want to talk about the stress hoax. And um, I believe, just talking to some of you, you walked in here with a truckload of stress. And I get that. And so I don't want to, I don't want to misread this. Um, anybody misread this? I'm not saying stress is real. Stress is real. It's just that the the source of the stress is a big hoax, and uh, the remedies that are on the table for stress are a hoax too. And uh, but it, if we could know, if we could, if we could know the source of stress, cancel it, then. Just maybe the notion of being too blessed to be stressed is possible. 
too stressed to be blessed. And in the Garden of Eden, there was a couple of people, a guy and his bird. Are you allowed to still say that in this PC world? I don't know. Anyway, she was brought. Anyway, that's what he said himself when he woke up. And uh, the truth of the matter is, they were too blessed to be stressed. There was nothing to be stressful about. Nothing had gone wrong. There was nothing, you know, they didn't use projectors and things. But um, they were too stressed to be blessed. It was, it was hunky-dory. Until a moment came when the hoaxer showed up. And the hoaxer was very clever. And the origins of all stress, all stress that entered planet Earth appeared that day. He teases her out a little bit by asking her a question. His idea is to shift her from faith into the world of doubt. And once he gets her into the world of doubt, he drops the bomb. He drops the bomb. He drops the lie. And so I'm just going to walk us through eight verses because if you know Harry... Um, discover what's stressing you, eject it, and move on. Just maybe, just maybe. Genesis 3, 8 verses. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord had made. Shrewd beastie. Let's call him hoaxer. One day he asked the woman, did God really say? He knew fine well. He knew, you know, that's stupid, he was shrewd. But he's, he's pulling her over to the doubt patch. Did God really say you mustn't eat the fruit of the tree of any in the garden? And she says, of course we could eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. It's only the one tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. And God said, you must not eat or even touch it. Because if you do, you'll die. The hoaxer, here it goes, here it goes, the source of all stress is nothing to do with outside of you. It's a lie. The source of all stress is a lie. So you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes are going to be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She shifted from faith zone to, to blessed to be stressed. And she don't even know now. She's in a whole new world. She's in the world of too stressed to be blessed. She's made a shift. The woman was convinced. Convinced of what? She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom to give her. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it and she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Verse seven, two to go. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly, <laughs> at that point, they didn't know. They didn't know. They couldn't see the enemy wrong. They couldn't see anything to be stressed about. But in that moment, boom, the television's on. And they're seeing something now they never saw before. They suddenly felt shame. Stress brings shame. Shame at their nakedness. So they did something external. They sewed fixed leaves together to cover themselves. 
And verse 8, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord. God was walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God amongst the trees. Two responses human beings have to stress or stressors, we are told, fight or flight. They did both. They fought to hide their nakedness by sowing fig leaves and they did the flight to hide. But the stress hoax the devil sowed to them is, and this is the source of all stress, you can't cut it as you are. You can't cut it as you are. How many have been in marriages and the devil told you can't cut it as you are? How many of you raising kids and you think, I can't cut it as a good mother? How many of you guys have tried to love your wife and do the best, but you have moments where you wake up and you think, I can't cut it. So the devil says to them, you can't cut it as you are. You have to do something external. You have to do something external. And that's the hoax. Because the moment you swallow that hoax, that you and God are not enough, you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to change something external. When the truth of the matter is, the source of it is you don't believe in yourself. And you don't believe what he says about you. And that is the source of all stress. All stress is based on a lie. When you don't believe, you can cut it. And he says you can. There was two wee boys in the school, or two kids in the school, and the teacher said to them, they're playing up, and it's a true story. Uh, here's a wee hairdresser illustration for you, Louise. I always tried to get, I kind of use football ones every week, you know. So I try to get different ones for different ones. But this is my wee hairdresser one. But they're in the school, and the teacher's lost the plot. And I've got some play with teachers. I would have said, they said, you know, you two will not come to nothing. And they could have believed in that moment they don't have what it takes to cut it or to make it in life. And one wee boy grew up, and at 21 years of age, when he stood on his front door holding his two-year-old boy, and his wife ran out the door and said, I'll not be back because I can't handle it raising a child anymore. And when he went back in the house, discovered she hadn't paid the rent three months. Talk about stress. And the landlord says, you're out. He's out on his Todd with a two-year-old and his motor, homeless. But he didn't believe the hoaxer. He didn't believe that he didn't have what it takes to cut it. That man, who you might know as Paul Mitchell, the guy who makes all these hairdressing products, became a billionaire because he didn't buy the hoax. And his friend at school, I wonder what happened to his friend. Well, his friend started a band who made 40 million albums around the world. The band, where's George Keenan, was called the Mamas and the Papas. You remember them, George? They didn't buy the hoax. The truth is, 
even Christian, most people by the hoax. That there's something missing in you. There's something you can't do. There's somewhere you can't go. There's something in your marriage you can't cut it. Once you swallow the lie that you can't cut it, that you and God is not enough, there the devil can land his airplanes of any stress he likes, fear. Because stress is like that Paul moment in the prison. You remember that moment in the prison when the earthquake came and Paul and Silas were praising God and the, the guard was wetting himself. He was totally wetting himself because he thought, I'm dead. Because the, guard, the, the, the earthquakes come, the prison is open, all the prisoners have ran away. If you were Paul and me, you, you'd probably run out of that prison as well, but it says that Paul was still there. He never budged. It was brilliant. You talk about stressless. He's in the prison. He's like, no, I'm no, I'm not going until you put matters right. That's what you call being stressless. I genuinely believe that God has made it possible for you and I to live too blessed to be stressed. Hoax remedies galore are on the market. Some people are making millions out of hoax remedies. We now have a whole, whole bunch of companies. I met one in Canada. I met one in Haiti. He was the head of the stressless furniture in Canada, <laughs> making billions. You buy this sofa, you have no stress. I said, how much is it? He says, three and a half grand. I said, the price is enough stress, mate. See, if I was lying on that, I don't care how many wee things are tickling my back and my whatever's. Just the price tag is enough to give me stress. Ah, he says, but you can get one for two nine. Furniture, millions have been made out of stressless furnitures. Fig leaves have been, have been put on the market in all shapes and form. Massages, the fridge, chemical substances, Porn, shopping, medicine, gambling. The list is endless of the trees that men are running to and women are running to. They're running to these trees because they believe the leaves, the hippies were the master of this. I don't know why I'm looking at you, George, when I say that, but anyway. The dope for the trees was their answer to stress. God designed the leaves of the trees, the Bible says, for the healing of the nations, but man has turned to the tree as a reliever of stress. And all these things, you know, all these things, there's nothing wrong with a bit of a cruise now if you can afford it or this and that. But let me tell you something. If stress is dealing with external things and changing things externally, then Haiti has no hope. And half of Africa has no hope either because they get disasters every other year. Sometimes every other month. But they're just recovering from one disaster, another one comes. So if that is the answer to dealing with stress, doing something externally, and all these things help from times. A little tablet from the doctor will get you through your day, and a little massage might get you out of your bed, and a little cruise might get you sorted in the head. But they're not going to solve long-term the real issue. And I believe many of you are going to leave this room today stressed, free, too blessed to be stressed. And uh, because if you deal with externals to fix an internal problem, you're basically shifting the deck chairs around on the Titanic. So this 
in Haiti, what I saw, I saw the same thing in many difficult countries, that their response to stress is totally different to ours. They have a totally different mindset. Very often in the West, the mindset is like the 10 spies who went into the land. They said, the giants are too big. What do you mean the giants are too big? What are they saying? They're not actually saying the giants are too big. What they're saying is, I can't cut it. I am too small. Me and God can't cut it. But I want to send out a strong faith message today that God has put you on the earth to do the impossible. Kelly is, is give the kids in, 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 in Haiti t-shirts and strips with my favorite old-time slogan on it. Impossible is nothing. Impossible is nothing. When you, if it's you and God that are in the deal, impossible is nothing. It don't matter what difficulty you're facing, your finances, your health, whatever it is. But if you can eject the lie, the lie that says you can't cut it. Somebody may have said that to you at school. Somebody may have said it to you in the home. Somebody may have said it in the street. But with you and God together, there is absolutely nothing you can cut. Can we applaud the Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, guys. Let's blast this thing out of it into orbit. So my very first point, I got three points. Can it, fan it, and plan it. Can it, fan it, and plan it. And so, here is point number one, can. If you've swallowed anything that says you can't, you have to can it. You have to take that thing and put it in the trash can, as the Americans would say, or the bucket, as my father would say. You have to, once and for all, you can't let those stress sources Keep floating around your atmosphere in your mind and speaking them out. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. So you must identify every single thing you said you can't do. Because what you're saying is that the God that's in you can do this thing. Where's Alan Gemmo? Stand up, Alan, if you don't mind. Alan's my elbow king. This man is weird. He puts endless pictures of his elbow on Facebook. On Facebook. Take a seat, Alan. But you know what? Nobody in this land cheers me up more than this kid. He's been here since he's a little kid. He has a medical challenge now. And just to walk from the front door is a challenge. Every step he has to make very slowly and carefully to keep his balance. Is that true, Alan? This is a guy who loved bicycles, spent his life on bicycles, lived, yes, lived for Jesus and bicycles. Now he can't do the bike thing no more. He does the elbow thing, which I've never understood until this morning. And the Lord spoke to me, Alan, to encourage you. He said, you know what? That guy struggles to get here and get to that seat more than anybody in this building, and yet there's nobody walks in here with a bigger smile. I'm glad he sits right behind me on my shoulder every week because I need an encouragement parrot on my shoulder, and he's the man. Because I'll tell you why. One day his bike, you know, kissed a white van, and he broke almost every, was it every bone in your face, Alan, or most of them? 
almost every single bone in his face, and, and a whole bunch of other bones, teeth missing, all kinds of things. And I went to see him within three days, expecting him to be half dead. His jaws were wired shut, which was great, because he, he, he couldn't talk for two hours. But through his wired jaws, he had a bowl of soup. And he's spooning that soup in like an Olympic champion with the biggest smile on his face. And I, I, never, I remember saying, how are you doing, Alan? He says, I'm doing all right. <laughs> he wasn't just wired to the teeth, he was wired to the moon, I thought. But do you know what, why I love the elbow thing? Nobody I know on this planet gives the devil the elbow more than this young man in this room here. Nobody I know. He beams from ear to ear. And you know why he beams from ear to ear? When he's not putting an elbow on Facebook, he's putting his favorite verse. I can do all things. Finish it for us all. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He can't go his bike no more. He can't do many of the crazy things. But I tell you what, he does something a thousand times better. He inspires people around the world who ever see that elbow. So you have my permission to put a new elbow up every week, Alan. But try and lift some more weights because that muscle's not big enough to show off yet. No, it's kidding, it's kidding. He's too blessed to be stressed. Facing more challenges than is all put together. Yeah, what the life of encouragement. All because he believes a verse that most people just rattle off like a cliche. But why this one verse is the antidote to all stress? Because it reverses the curse in the garden. When the devil and his subtle way is saying to Eve, you can't cut it as you are, you got something missing. These words... Reverse that. It's saying, you and Christ together can do anything. That's it. And I'm not, I'm not shy about simple in my sermons. I could copy and paste big falutin words and confuse everybody, especially myself, but that's going to do nobody no good. If you all walk out and door go, oh, that guy's deep. Oh, he's deep. Some of you go, well, he's that deep, he should be six feet under by now. For me, it's more important not to impress nobody, but to encourage everybody to get hold of some awesome radical truths that will transform your life forever. Is that okay, guys? So I've got news for you. Oh, yes, you can. I don't care what the devil said to you. Oh, yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Shake somebody next to you so they get that one. The second one I want to mention is this. What time is it, guys? Woof, we've got to fly through this in five minutes. All right. The second one, that's a bigger miracle, eh? Um, the second one is fan it. 
You've got to take hold of that word from God. Eject every lie and voice that says you can't do it. Because the moment you're under pressure and a stressor you're facing, what's the source of stress? The source of stress is not the size of the giant. It's the size of our faith. It's the thing inside us that said, I'm in a situation here and I can't get through. I'm in a marriage here and I can't make it work. I'm in a situation, job here and I can't get this thing fixed. That's the source of the lie. And the Bible says you can do it through Christ. You and Christ together, you can do this flipping thing. Fan it. And once you've got that, you can't just leave it like a little fire. Fire's gone. You've got to fan that fire every day. 2 Timothy 1 says, I remember your genuine faith, for you shared the faith of your grandmother Lois. And the same faith continues in you. That's why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hands on you. For God's not given you a spirit of fear, timidity, but of power, love, self-discipline. I got news for anybody who wants to be freed from fear today. The truth's going to set you free. Not because I said it, because the master said it. You know the truth, and the truth can set you free. You and God together can flipping put it, no matter how big the giant is. Can we say amen? That was at least three amens. That was, that was good. That was better last week. But the spirit he's given you is power, love, and self-discipline. But you've got to fan that gift of faith. The Bible says that you only need a mustard seed. But it stays a mustard seed and never grows into a strong tree if you don't fan it. You must take that faith and reject every lie that visits you every day saying you can. And you must fill your mouth, mind, and spirit with the word of God and fan that faith in you until what's inside you is a burning, blazing fire. Quickly jump to the last point, planet. I want to encourage you today to not settle for low-level life. Don't settle for being too stressed to be blessed. Don't settle for it. Don't settle for it. Because, and some of you know this, and I apologize if you've heard it more than once, but I felt urged to say it. Flying home from the, the region of the Caribbean, not Haiti this time, another nation, and the pilot announces the storm's too bad to go on. We have to land the aircraft. 20% of the aircraft immediately got stressed in that moment. When he tried to land it and he aborted the landing because the storm hit the plane five times. And each time another 20% gets more stress, more stress, more stress. Well, I can only describe it as a supernatural thing. Because the last thing I experienced that moment of stress. In that moment, I was on fire. Faith showed up. Strength showed up. I was like, I, nobody's doing anything about this problem. Half the airplane are crying and freaking out and fire. And he said, hey, I got enough fuel for one more go. I got enough fuel for one more go. So I'm going to force it through the hurricane, 
damage the landing gear, but we should land safely. But by this time, hostesses were crying. And, my, and I found myself, you know, you, I don't know if you've ever done things in faith and then you wake up and think, what a plonker, did I really do that? And you go back to being your shy self. Because I can be shy as anybody in these moments, but something came on me of indignation. They said, I'm not flipping having this. I'm not having a whole 300 people landing, fearing, crying. We've got to sort this. Something in me, me and God, we can sort this. And I remember just jumping up and said, right, who's got fear and would like it sorted? And hands went up all over the place. My favorite was a big Rastafarian. And all I did was shalom. I just ran up and stuck my hand on every heed I could find. They had their hand up and just said, shalom, peace. And it's incredible. You know what? We all preach this stuff, but it works. <laughs> and within minutes, one by one by one by one, the peace of God, the airplane came through, shook a bit, damaged the landing gear, but landed like a feather. Landed like a feather on your granny's pillow. It's brilliant. And I woke up and thought, did you just do that? Did you just go and talk to strangers? What happened to you there? It's like I lost the plot. And I want to encourage you, some of you need to lose the plot. You really do. You need to lose the plot. You need to do something you've never done before. You need to do something ridiculous. You need to step out of that safe zone, that fear zone, and just do the thing that needs to be done in that moment. That wee phone call, that wee, that wee um, copy tea, that, that little faith thing to bless somebody. So here's the final point. Plan it. Make a radical decision today to list every one of the lies you've ever swallowed about yourself. Two, can them. Just can them. And don't let them knock your door every day in life. And they will keep knocking your door for three months till you can them. Secondly, everything the devil says you can't do, flip it around and start, even if you say it a hundred times a day, speak out that affirmation that Alan Game Elbow Man does. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So believe his word when he says to you, you can do all things. Believe his word when he says, you're more than a conqueror. Believe what he says when he says, he is sufficient for you. Now the devil has told you, some of you, you know what, you've sinned too much. You can't cut it. You can't come to God. We are shocking past. And then some of you have been away from God for a while and the devil also says to you, hey, you can't cut it with your past and things you've done right. So you can't cut it. Well, I have good news today. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And in the next three minutes, you are going to cancel that lie once and forever and come back to God on fire and live a life, begin to live a life that's too blessed to be stressed. Keep getting around the wrong way, eh? So I want to encourage you, make your plan today to can, to feed on the Word of God and fan your faith with the promises of God. And three, plan to live a life believing no matter the situation, no matter what you're facing, you and God can cut it. 
You and God can cut it. You and God together can do the impossible. Can we all just stand for a moment, please? I'd like to pray. Maybe the band can make their way back up. I want to say in small print, I'm not, going, I'm not underestimating for a minute some of the massive challenges some of you are going through. With a child that won't sleep, a child that's not well, difficult job situation, difficult marriage situation. I'm not playing any of that down. But I just want to reverse what the devil has told you a thousand times. You can't cut it. And I have news for you. You don't need to cut it when you can can it. In the trash can forever. How many of us have swallowed those lies? Swallowed it. So with every eye closed... For anybody in this building, and, and there's not a week goes by the devil tells me, Jimmy, you, you can maybe preach, but you can't keep asking people to give their life to Jesus. You can't keep asking people to come back to Jesus. He says that to me every week, by the way, just to let you know. But I've canned that one today because somebody in this room needs help. Somebody in this room Maybe some feel this message is not for them. Well, I'll tell you something. It's for somebody. Of that, I have absolute no doubt. So with every eye closed, out of respect for the presence of God in one another, if you've been away from God and you don't feel good enough to come back, and the devil's told you, you can't cut it. With your life and your past, you can't cut it. And today God says, you can. So if that's you, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to bring you out and embarrass you. But if that's you today, just quickly raise your right hand so we can acknowledge you and then we'll pray for you. One, two, anybody else? Three, anybody else? Four. Five, anybody else? I believe there's ten. We're just going to take a quick moment and we're going to shoot on. Six, anybody else? Anybody else? Seven, anybody else? Eight, two more. No pressure. Actually, let me change that. Lots of pressure. It's called love. It's just called love. That's all it's about. Okay, you can put your hand down now. If for anybody in this room that knows there's more to them than meets the eye. And it's not nice. It's no comfort to admit, I can't cut it. I'm doing my best, I do all this, but there's something missing. I'm not cutting it. Well, the Word of God is clear. On your own, nobody cuts it. But with God... When you give your life to God and invite God in your life, nothing is too hard 
for the Lord. So if you've never, ever made that decision to give your life to God, would you raise your right hand as well very quickly and then put it down again? Just quickly and put it down again. Quickly and put it down again. Again, we're just going to wait another little few seconds and we're going to pray. You're struggling. Nobody knows your struggles. You're in that prison. Despair. Discouragement. And dare I say it, depression. And there are moments, the days when you've been too stressed to even think about being blessing. And even somebody come to bless you, you want to skip them. Because you're too stressed to be even receiving kindness. If that's you, quickly raise your hand and we're going to pray for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's take a step in faith. With every eye closed, help us. Even those that didn't raise a hand, would you pray with us? I'm believing every fear, every lie. The Bible says, when you give your life to him, you're complete in Christ. So when the devil says, there's something missing about you, you're not up to scratch. That's a filthy lie of the devil and it's the source of all stress so let's pray this prayer together we're going to help everybody that's coming back to God and going to believe like never before Lord Jesus Christ okay let's start again let's all pray this together Lord Jesus Christ in this moment I want to thank you for the day Adam and Eve live too blessed to be stressed in this moment I take authority over every single lie that the devil brought into my life I expose the lie that says I can't I bind and rebuke that lie that says I can't and Lord Jesus Christ in this moment I enter into your rest the rest that says when I'm doing nothing you're fighting and working on my behalf so where those lies have been let the peace of God just fill your heart right now let faith begin to rise again and those of you that felt not good enough to come back to God, I renounce that lie in the pit of hell. Because the Bible says, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus stands right in front of you in this moment, and he accepts you, not just as you are, but as you will be the minute you put your hand in his hand. <laughs> And what he says to you in this moment is that what you will be is unbelievably awesome. Because a person and God together is undefeatable. And God forgives you for every single sin that you've repented of. And you've, you've been repenting of that a hundred times 
and you still feel bad, stop feeling bad today. Start feeling good. You are the apple of his eye. He's forgiven you. He's welcomed you with open arms. And the love and the Spirit of God receives you this day. And the angels in heaven rejoice over every single one of you. Too blessed to be stressed. Let the Holy Spirit come on you. When the Holy Spirit's on you, I'm telling you, a legion of demons can't stress you. In under your breath, if you feel it's okay to do this, just say these words with me. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. I can do all things. Me and Christ together are an undefeatable force. And Father God, I pray for a fresh fire of faith to ignite and fall on every person and ignite them to believe like never before. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus for 30 seconds, guys. Give it up louder. Come on, let's applaud the Lord. He's worthy. Thank you. Well,